ain't shift work and we here to motivate keeping god first helping you to keep the faith uh, shift work this is what we doing bringing y'all together connecting with pastor susan dropping truth bombs uh, only speaking facts learning from the scripture all in the podcast shifting our thinking and we spreading the word all in his name you know that it's shift work let's go praise and worship and I was just I just felt it I just felt it (laughs) you know God God just loved it he loved it he loved it he loved it but you know you know who else was watching the enemy was watching and you got him mad I don't know what y'all have been going through this week I don't know what it's been like this week but you got the enemy mad right here right now you want to know why because before the enemy was ever this that little snake that he is he was the worshiping angel and he was cast out of the heaven the one time he made a mistake. And then whenever God went, he said, well, now I got a spot to fill. And I know exactly who's going to fill it. I know exactly who's going to fill that praising spot. Because you want to know the kicker about it all is the fact that the devil, the greatest worshiping angel there ever was, he messed up once and he was kicked out of heaven. You and I, we get to mess up every day. And God's like, come, I want to see y'all praise. So the next time you feel like you're not worthy of praising God, don't believe that lie because the enemy's just jealous of what we get to do here right now. So in the name of Jesus, I pray, worship and praise God. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Come on. Let's continue worshiping the Lord this morning. Put your hands together. Let's go. Took my shame, 
thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your name, Lord. Say his name. Say, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say his name. Yahweh. Yahweh. His way is the only way. Yahweh.
love of God, my goodness. As we come off the 21 days of prayer, I know that you have felt that love of God. I know that you have felt the breakthrough and the presence of him. But guess what? You don't stop praying. It doesn't stop there. We continue to pray. The word of God says pray unceasingly. Continue to press. You haven't got your breakthrough. Well, guess what? You don't stop. We continue to pray. We continue to press. And oh my goodness, this is the kind of worship that continues to encourage you to do just that. Give this praise team a hand. If it is your first time today, I you have chosen the Sunday to come. This is not how our worship team usually looks, but it should. There are some young blood on the stage. My name is Pastor Angela, and this is the Relate Student Takeover. And they are doing excellent. I hope that you are greeted by a young person. And my goodness, they are already, it's, it's already great. We could shut the, shut the service down. They've, they've already done so well. We're so good. And there are little kids in the room. If you're a little kid, give me a woo-woo. Oh, I love it. Oh, I told Pastor Sean, you can't leave the little kids in the other theater. They got to come see their big brothers, big sisters worshiping God on the stage. They got to see it. So usually, if it's your first time, I just want to let you know that usually we look like a traditional. Well, we ain't never been a traditional church. We're not, not like a normal church, but we are more traditional So if it's your first time here, I'd love to meet you. Make sure you hang out afterwards for a few minutes. Let me shake your hand or do whatever you feel comfortable with. But right now, give your neighbor an air high five. Greet somebody. Make make yourself known. Takeover Sunday. So make sure you give all our students an air high five. And if you're new, make sure you scan the QR code behind me and tell us about yourself. We welcome, thank you for joining us. Now take a look at this video starting next week.
so good. Y'all hear that, kids? Beauty and the Beast at the movies. That starts next week. And if you have never been to one of our series from at the movies, you have got to be here, man. You get to eat popcorn in church. Okay. And y'all know you saw some Marty McFly's coming. Marty McFly, we got some great things planned for you guys. But hey, welcome to Student Takeover. Y'all, I got to tell you, like, I had to get it together before I came up here because I was just, just the overwhelming spirit is in this place today. And I am so glad to see all of our children's ministry in here today. Hey, let me hear it just for the kids. Everybody say, hey. Okay, I love it. I do love it, Pastor Angela. So good. Welcome to Student Takeover, man. We have got students running sound. They are running lights. They are greeting you. They are up here singing. They're playing instruments. And every aspect of our dream team, they have taken over. Amen? And I just, I love the idea of bringing the kiddos in here from children's ministry because it is important that they see those little brothers and sisters to look up to. Amen? It's important, kids, that you know that, did you know? That you could be up here singing and playing an instrument one day? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Well, I am blessed. My name is Pastor Susan. I am super blessed to get to bring the word of God to you today. I feel like I feel like Cayman. Like I should be up here like jumping and knocking my shoes. Maybe, maybe that's not for me. But you know what? It's 21 days of prayer have it's coming to an end today. But amen, that doesn't mean prayer ends today. Just 21 days of prayer ends today. You know, I've really been praying, Lord, I need you to pull out some of these negative things getting spoken into my ears lately that I've been allowing to, to, over, to speak over myself lately. And I was driving in the car and I started thinking about some things that I either heard on the news or the radio or in circles around me. And before I knew it, y'all, I started thinking about all these things that could happen, that could go wrong. The what ifs, right? Everybody say what ifs. Mm -mm. Kids say what ifs. You see, y'all get to be interactive today. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I want to hear y'all louder than the adults today. Can we agree on that? Yeah. All right. But I started saying, God, you need to remove this stuff from me. Because before I started thinking about all these scenarios. And did you know before long I got myself mad? Have you ever done that? You start thinking about all these things and you are mad. And then at one point driving in my car, I started crying because I done upset myself. Thinking about all the things that could go wrong. What if she said this and did this and this happened? And then I got my, I hurt my own feelings. So right then the Lord said, Susan, be careful what you hear. And I started thinking about that song. Maybe you learned it in, in vacation Bible school when you were little. Maybe you guys sing it in children's ministry. And if you know the song, I want you to sing it with me, okay? It's called, Oh, Be Careful Little Ears What You Hear. Y'all remember that? Can you sing it? Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. <laughs> oh, be careful little ears what you hear. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So what y'all think the name of this title of this sermon is today? Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Because we have to know that we've got a powerful, 
an almighty voice that speaks to us, students, kids. Let me let you know that God talks to you. But there's not only that powerful voice, there's another one that speaks to you, and his name is the enemy. Or we like to call him the devil. Kids, let me hear you say it. The devil. Mm-mm, we don't listen to him. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a little something. We ran through this first service. And this is going to be fun for y'all. I like this to be interactive. I know you're comfortable, but everybody stand up. Y'all are like, Pastor Susan, she's always like ringing a bell, making a say stuff. Like everybody stands. And here's what I tell my students all the time. Everybody participates. They know I say it at every small group, every trip, every student service, everybody participates. So today, guess what? It's student takeover. So everybody what? Participates. So I'm going to go like this. I'm going to block these lights, make sure everybody's standing up. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Okay, here's what I need you to do. Little ones, pay attention. As soon as you hear a sound, I want you to sit down, okay? As soon as you hear a sound, you're going to sit down. Don't sit down if you didn't hear that sound. All right, it worked. You're no longer an experiment. Now I need you to look around for a second. It's okay. It's okay. I want you to look around at this room and I want you to notice something. That everybody that is still standing up is over the age of 25. You are older than 25. And stay standing for just a second because I want to explain something to you. The sound that we did, we really did play something. It was not a setup. The sound... The sound that we just played is at such a high frequency that only the young can hear it. Now you may sit down. Excuses. I'm so glad that worked, y'all. Let me explain something to you, kids and students. Let this be a very quick listen. If you take absolutely nothing away from the rest of this message, that you hear from God unlike any of us old folks. Are you hearing me? You can hear things that we can't hear. God is going to speak to you in ways that he ain't speaking to us. There is a difference between a younger generation and an older generation. So I hope that this message today hits you at whatever age you are. Because y'all know when we get older, like our eyes go, right? We got to put, we're like this, and the kids are like, what you need me to read? Like, how do you do that? Your eyes get older. It's the same way with our hearing. But God will speak to you at any age, and he will speak to you at exactly the age that you are, whether you're seven, you're 17, or you're 70. Amen? God's got a plan. So what I wanted to do, God said, you know what? 
They need to know that they can hear my voice. No matter how old they are, I speak to them. So today, I'm going to run through five ways that God is going to speak to you and that you are going to for sure know that it's the Lord. Amen? Amen, Amen, kids? Amen? I love hearing those little amens. Train them up in the way, right? All right, and then I'm going to give you five ways that that other voice, the enemy, the devil, kids, say the devil that the devil is going to try to talk to you. So if you don't have notes, raise your hand. I've got some students over here ready to get you some notes. It's very important. They are not filling the blanks. This is for you to write down your very own notes so that you can take whatever God places on your heart and you can continually pray about that this week because 21 days of prayer does not end today. Amen? It's 365 days of prayer. All right, so we're going to start right here. Get ready. Number one, write it down. God rules by peace. Everybody say peace. God rules by peace. We are told very clearly in Hebrews to be able to, we need to work on discerning good from evil, right? So we need to be able to know when it's God speaking to us and when it is not. So number one, God rules by peace. Because he's the only one that can give us what the world cannot. Amen? And that's peace. Now, I want to I make sure that I make this point and that you understand it very clearly, okay? Because a lot of times, as Christians or as new Christians, we've just given our life to Christ. We think, oh, I said yes. Okay, everything's good, right? Y'all ever feel like that? Oh, I got God on my side, right? Everything's peachy. Nothing's going to come against me. Wrong. You are now just a moving target, not a sitting still target. Okay? But I want to explain the peace. Because oftentimes, we can get into situations where there's chaos around us. And when you have the peace of God, and you have the will of God, that does not mean, adults, next generation, that there is the absence of chaos. Amen? For, for students, for kids, that means there's not going that doesn't mean you ain't gonna have no drama. Right? You're gonna have drama. But let me paint a picture of you for you in scriptures what those two things look like. The peace of God with drama, not having the peace of God with drama. Jesus had been teaching, and he's told his disciples, I want you to go out to the boat, head out on the lake, I'll meet you. So they were in the will of God. They did what he said, right? They got up. They got in the boat. But what happened? They incurred a storm, right? But they were in the will of God. They had the peace of God in the middle of all that chaos around them, right? So do you see, you can be in the will of God. And you can have chaos, but there's still going to be stuff circling around you in this world. But let me give you a second boat story. How, kids, how many of y'all know the story of Jonah? Yeah, woo-woo. Jonah got swallowed up by a whale. But here's the thing. God said, Jonah, I need you to go to Nineveh. So the will of God and the part that would be peaceful was him being obedient. Do you see that? But that's not what Jonah did. Jonah said, "Mm, nope. 
that doesn't look all peachy what you're asking me to do, Lord. So I'm going to go this direction. So what's he do? He gets on the boat and they encounter a what? They encounter a storm, but he didn't have the will and the peaceful will of God inside of him. So what happened in that storm? They threw Jonah out of the boat. So do you see there is two different ways that you can have the peace of God and be in drama and not? So let me paint a picture of what that looks like to you. Maybe you're going into work tomorrow morning and you are already knowing, Ugh. if that's you, just go, Ugh. oh, I'm going to pray for y'all tonight. You're going into work and you already know this is going to be chaos. This is going to be drama. But let me tell you, that job, don't forget, is a blessing from God. Amen. That is the job that maybe you spent many hours on your knees praying for. So walk in tomorrow with that will and that peaceful will of God, knowing that in the storm, in the chaos, all the drama that's happening, this one says this about this one. Oh my goodness, I got to write this one up. Okay, maybe that's going into class. Oh, I didn't. Oh my goodness, this teacher, she is driving me nuts. I don't like her. Oh my goodness. Ugh. Students, right? But know that it's a blessing and you can walk in with the peace even though there's chaos around you. And I want to read this scripture. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ, because he's only peaceful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you're called to peace. Everybody say, called to peace. He wants you to have that peace and to be thankful. And then 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not the author of confusion but the God of peace. When you're confused and you're unsure and I just don't know the answer, I don't know if this is right, I just don't know that is not of God, you need to stop and you need to pray because he only can give you peace, amen? All right, number two, God does not instruct by placing fear. Hmm, what does that mean? Well, let me tell you something. If he had to rule by fear, and not by peace, he would be totally contradicting his word. Because in the Bible, in his word, it says, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Fear not. Over and over and over. He does not want you to have a spirit of fear because that's not how you were created. Amen? Do not fear. He is not going to contradict his word. In fact, it's, it's counted to be 365 times that it says that in God's word. There is 365 days in a year. So he's like, I told you once for every day. How much more do you want? Amen. Amen? He's never going to contradict his word. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power. Everybody say power. power. Of love. And self-control. Amen. Number three, God does not deal in quick decisions. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Let me just read the scripture here. Isaiah 28, 16. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. And I know I've got a lot of scripture for you today, but it was very important because the Lord said, you know what? Feed them today. They need to know that there are two powerful voices that will speak into them. Amen. And I need you to back it up of what my word says. Because the word of God 
Thank you, sister. Amen. Because the word of God is the same yesterday. It don't change. It don't change. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. Sure. Definite. Everybody say sure. It's a sure foundation. The one who relies on it, that's us, will never be stricken with panic. Has anybody ever made a panic decision before? Raise your hand. Oh, yes. All right, you know, I don't, I don't really have time to think about it. I don't have time to make up my mind. Let me just do this. And then you regret it later. <sighs> I should have taken my time. The Lord wants you to take time to pray about it. He's never going to require you to make a quick decision unless he has blessed you with the gift to work in an ER. Amen? <laughs> you need to take it to him in prayer. He wants you to pray it out. Pastor Angela just mentioned it. Reverend BJ mentioned it in prayer meeting last week. The word says to pray continually. To pray without stopping. Every decision must go through God. Amen. So when he speaks to you, it's not, he's not going to require you to make a, a, a quick decision. Because guess what? We do it most of the time out of fear. And we already know he's not a God of fear. He's a God of peace. Amen. All right. Isaiah 52, 12 says, but you will not leave in haste or in go in flight. You're not going to storm off and make a hasty decision. Well, I'm just not going to include them. Have y'all done that? I'm preaching to myself this morning. Okay. You will not go in flight for the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. So it says, hey, I'm in front of you. And I'm behind you. We even sing it in worship, right? He goes before me. He's behind me and around me. This is that scripture. I'm not on the worship team. But he's all around us. So he's saying, you don't have to walk away hastily. You don't have to make a decision quickly. Because I've got you covered. Because my good and perfect will is always on time. So when you stop and you listen, right? Be careful, little ear, what you hear, and you seek my will and the peace that I give you, it will be good and perfect. Amen? Amen. Now, this does not mean that you go and tell somebody, "Eh, I'm going to have to pray about it. How many of y'all said that? Uh Uh-huh, somebody asked you to do something. Uh, Let me pray about it. Because really, that's your way of saying what? But you're trying to put it off on God. You're trying to put it off on God. But in all reality, he does want you to pray about it. He wants you to take time so that his good and perfect and sovereign will comes to pass. Number four, he speaks in good ways. He only brings good things into our life. He's not going to speak ugly into you. He's not going to speak negative to you. He's not going to lead you to do bad things. Student, listen to me. God's never going to say, yeah, you need to go do that when you know that is not right. He only speaks in good things. So finally, brethren, this is Philippians 4, 8. Whatever things are true, everybody say true. 
whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely. Think of these things. Because God's word is good. These are good things. Honest. Write down the word honest on your notes. Because God only gives us the truth. He can only be honest with us. And let me tell you why. Isaiah 118 says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. It's like, all right, come here, come here. We're going to settle this. Even though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they're red as crimson, they shall be like wool. So let me tell you something. In this scripture, God's correcting us. He's saying, I know. I know you're sinning. I know you're doing some things that you shouldn't. And I know your sins are red like scarlet. But even in his correction, he is good. Because he says, I know that you're sinning. And I know that you're being disobedient. But guess what? I'm going to make you white as snow. Even in his correction to his children, he is good. He only speaks in good ways. Number five, he will never contradict himself. Mm -mm. We already know. It says, do not fear 365 days. He's not going to rule by fear, but he will never contradict himself. Let me tell you why. Second Timothy says, 3, 16 and 17, the whole Bible. Everybody say the whole Bible. Not just pieces and parts, not this book or this scripture or this person or this disciple. No, it says the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration by God. It's useful to teach us. Listen up, students, to teach us. God's word teaches us. It says it teaches us how to what to be true, to make sure that we know what's wrong in our lives. It breaks it down very simple. It straightens us out and it helps us to do what's right. God's word. It is God's way of making us well prepared at every point, fully equipped to do good to everyone because he only operates out of good. The Bible, you see, it is our handbook. It's our manual for living. It says right there in scripture, I didn't write this. It's to teach us how we can be better, how we can be better to each other, how we can do things that are truthful, that are lovely, right? How many of y'all working a job or maybe you were on a sports team and you were given a handbook? Yeah. Here's our policies and procedures. Sign it and get it back to me. Right? Or maybe you're the one who gives those. Let me tell you something that's very different about that manual and that handbook. Because did you know that at any point, they can take that back, they can take out some pages, and they can put something new in it and hand it right back? But the Word of God does not change like that. Because again, it's the same yesterday... He's never going to contradict his word. He's never going to change his word because his word is truth. It does not change. Are you understanding me today? Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Our handbook does not change. 
And you know, the more that we hear God's voice and the more that we're tuned in to kind of what he's saying and being able to identify when it's him and when it's the voice of someone else, did you know you were, you'll be walking in God's will and you won't even realize it? You won't even realize it. You're going to start noticing things change in your life. You're going to start seeing those doors open for you. You're going to start seeing that job come to pass that you've been asking for. You're going to start seeing that house get built that you've dreamed of. You're going to start seeing that relationship change, that friendship change, when you are walking in the peace of God and you are listening to his instruction, his word of God, because it does not change. Amen? But all while we're, we're, we're trying to discern that good, we've got this, this guy. We call him the enemy. We call him the devil. Kids, can y'all say the devil? devil. The devil's going to try to distract you. He's going to try to come in as that side voice. And let me tell you something. He can be distracting. Have y'all ever been watching a presentation or you were listening to somebody speak something very, very important and then somebody comes up and is trying to distract you with a whole different conversation? They're trying to deter your attention and you're trying so hard to focus on what's being said over here. Maybe it's Pastor Sean preaching and you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, but somebody over here sitting next to you, don't don't elbow the person next to you. (laughs) They're asking for a piece of gum right now. I need a pen, distracting. But the enemy will come in, and before you know it, after trying so hard to focus on what's being said and what's being taught, you somehow get distracted, and when you go back, you realize you just missed the most important point. You just completely missed the message that you were supposed to hear because the distractor came in. The enemy, understand, his entire job is three things. Do you all know what they are? To kill, to kill, to steal, and destroy. All those things are in a distraction. So I want to tell you five ways to know that you're being spoken to by the enemy. Everybody say the devil. Everybody say the devil said. Because we're about to read some scriptures where the devil says. So number one, he's always going to challenge the truth. Does it really say that? Do you really need to do that? He's going to come at you. He's going to question you. He's going to challenge everything that is said in the Bible. Students, listen up. That's going to sound like many different voices in your life. But let me read this scripture. It goes all the way back to the beginning of time. Did you know all the way? Listen, students, to the very first book. He's already trying to cause trouble. He goes to Eve in Genesis 3. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals. He said, everybody say, he said. He speaks. It's right there. He said, did God really say that you can't eat from that tree? And then a little bit further down, he says, you surely will not die. God did not create you just to take you out. He's going to misconstrue things. He's going to challenge the word. He's going to try to take it and twist it and turn it into something that makes sense to you. He will. He says, no, because God knows that when you eat from it, that your eyes are going to be opened and that you're going to know all good and evil. Did he really say that, Eve? Students, this is what it sounds like to you. 
It's okay. Go ahead and do it because he forgives sins, right? You can always ask for forgiveness. That is what the devil says. Everybody say, the devil says. I love these little babies. Raising up. That voice is going to sound like people you know. He's going to always challenge the truth. Number two, y'all, this you need to know. He's going to always pull you away from your purpose. Because he's an enemy. He's a distractor. He's going to always try to pull you away from being in the will of God. And you need to know when to identify that. Because it sounds like something totally different. And the, the way the enemy is going to speak to you and the way he's going to whisper in you is not going to sound like what somebody else is hearing. Let me read the scripture, Matthew 16, 21 through 23. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. He's going to suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests, the scribes. He's going to be killed and he's going to be raised on the third day. So this is Jesus telling his disciples, hey, this is my purpose. This is what's about to go down. My whole reason for being here is so that I could come down and I could hang on that cross so that your sins can be forgiven. That's my whole purpose. But then we see in verse 22. Mm -mm -mm. Everybody shake your finger like this. Then, Then Peter said this, Lord, Let me, let, me, let me holler at you. Come here. You know what, Lord? Mm-mm. That's not going to happen to you. We will not let that happen. Don't you worry. This is not going to go down. In fact, the scripture says, Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Everybody say it with me. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. But listen, in that moment, Jesus was not speaking to Peter. Are you hearing me? Jesus was speaking to the enemy, speaking through Peter. So when he comes to pull you away from your purpose, he's trying to pull Jesus the Savior of the world, away from what the Lord has birthed him and brought him to do, he can come up to you any moment and say, no, come on, come here, come here. Students, that sounds like your friend saying, oh, no, 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 no. Skip small group. Skip small group. Come with us. We're going to go hang out at the mall. The mall sounds great. But guess what? If you're one of these singers or you're one of these musicians and it's important for you and it's important for you to be there to dive into the word and to hear the word of God, guess what? Get behind me, Satan. The enemy's trying to pull you away from your purpose. Thank you. Thank y'all. Y'all making me proud. He said, get behind me, Satan. Now, Do not do this, kids, to your parents. When they are trying to play a video game, they're going to come at you now and say, get behind me. 
You is not the enemy. Just remember that. Your whole life. Okay, off note for a second. (sighs) The Lord is good though. I'm telling you right now in here, somebody is sitting here and you're questioning your purpose. God, is that really you telling me to do this? Is something pulling you away from it? Is something distracting you? Are you allowing other influences to come in and rob you of that goodness and that peace that he offers? Listen and identify that voice because it sounds very familiar. He spoke through Peter who had been with Jesus. He knew him well. But he also knew when the enemy was speaking through him. Number three, he speaks when you are spiritually or physically weak. Do you know what spiritually weak is? No time with God. It's that simple. No time in his word. No time getting to spend time with him and build that relationship so that you do recognize that voice. The enemy will come at you when you are spiritually weak. And, you know, I said this first service, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to hurt some feelings. But praise God, it's true. How many of y'all ever thought, well, I'm just not being fed? I don't know about that church. I don't know about that preacher. I don't know about that small group. I just don't feel like I'm being fed. Guess what? The word is the same yesterday as it is today, as it is tomorrow. You go feed yourself. <laughs> Say it with me. Feed yourself. Feed yourself. Because I'm telling you, when you are spiritually weak, you become physically weak. Let me read these scriptures for you. Luke 4, 1 through 3. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So for 40 days, he goes. At this point, not eating. You're weak, right? How many of y'all, you go on keto or whatever, salad diet? The first day, you're like, I I can't. (laughs) I can't. That's me. I can't. It's me. It's me I'm talking about. Can you imagine being Jesus in 40 days? But then guess what? Again, the devil. Say the devil. Because he speaks, y'all. He speaks. The devil says. This is so good. He's tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. Of course, he's hungry. And the devil said, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Well, you know, if you're hungry, you haven't eaten. That is tempting your flesh. And that is the easiest way to tempt you. When you are hungry, when you are weak, when you are spiritually weak, when you are physically weak. And then he began to say, hey, he brought him up to the pinnacle and says, you know what? If you're the son of God, throw yourself down from here. He is, Jesus is being tempted by the devil. So if Jesus can become against all these times, boom, boom, boom. All of you are just easy targets. Spiritually, physically weak. You can't let your flesh call the shots. I love this part. He says, 
Okay, come up here and look. Take a look at all this. And I do that because doesn't that just feel good? Look at all this. He says to Jesus, see all this? It's mine. But if you worship me, I'll give it to you. Hmm. How many of y'all have been tempted by a gift? Tempted by a promise of a position in a relationship? Okay. He says, all of this can be yours if you'll worship me. And every time I think of that, I think of that meme, okay? This is me trying to do the meme. Where she goes, is that it? Can't do it right. Hold on one more time. (laughs) That was it. That was it. That meme. I feel like Jesus goes, like, really? Like, not all of that is yours anyway. Who are you kidding? That belongs to my father. Because I am the son of God. And all he does is good for me. He will tempt you when you are spiritually and physically weak. And then number five. mm, 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 mm. He's an accuser. How many of you have ever been accused of something before? Whether it be true or false. He is an accuser. He's going to accuse you of only worshiping God because of the things that you have. Think about that one for just a second. Every time you pray, are you saying, thank you for my house. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my job. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. That's great. There is nothing wrong with giving thanks to God. But the accuser will sit there and tell you, did you know you're only thanking him for the things that he's giving you? You're not thanking him for who he is. He will tempt you to do things that you don't want to do, and he'll say, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You're going to get forgiven for anyway, right? Do it, do it, do it. And then your spirit is weak. You're physically weak. And then you know what he says to you after you break down and you do it? Oh, you did it. You are no good now. Because he's an accuser. Why'd you do that? Now you can't be forgiven. Anybody have guilt in here? Guilt for something that you did or you said or an action that you took or guilt for something that you didn't do or didn't say. You know what? All the time, if I'm not obedient to the Holy Spirit, man, I feel that guilt later. I'm like, I knew God was telling me to say something. I knew God told me and led me to that person. But he's going to accuse you every time. And you know what? Last night, I'm telling you, I, this is personal testimony. Just last night, he was accusing me of today not being good enough. You need to do more. You should have done this. You should have wrote this in your notes. You should have done this scripture. Nope, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. He's accusing me of not being good enough. And guess what? I'm in God's will. And he only operates in good. Amen. And sometimes 
that enemy voice is so familiar that it sounds like your own. Because last night, I told myself, get behind me, Satan. Because I knew I was my own enemy. I was allowing the devil, say the devil, students. I was allowing the devil to tell me lies last night. He will accuse you every time. Then I heard a loud voice, Revelation 12, 10, in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser, there he is, of our brethren, who has accused them, them being us, you, 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 all of you, day and night has been cast down. Amen? Come on, let's celebrate that right there. Because we know, God knows the end of the story. It is not like those other handbooks where the end can be, the pages can be taken out and a new story written. No, we already know how the story ends. And he tells us right here in scripture, he has been cast down. The accuser who has come before you day and night has been cast down right where he belongs. Amen. Don't let him accuse you. You know, we go through this, uh, <laughs> we go through this personal trial of thinking that we're worthy enough. Maybe you walked in here this morning, you had a rough time getting the kids ready for church, and you almost didn't come because you were like, this is too much. I can't. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not good at this. We should just stay home. Maybe before you came in, you were just stressed out over what's going to happen at school tomorrow. Maybe you're stressed out about a test or or a competition you have coming up or a a job-related issue that you have to deal with. And you come in with all this heaviness and these personal trials. God does not want you to carry that stuff. That is the voice of the enemy. Know it. Identify it. It is him telling you that you are not good enough. He is going to accuse you of not being good enough. You're not a good mom. You're not a good dad. You're not a good teacher. You're not a good boss. That is the voice of the enemy because God made you perfect. Students, God made you perfect. Lean into his voice. Push away from the enemy. Because let me tell you something. Psalms tells us goodness and mercy will follow us what? All the days of your life. Jack, Jack, come here. Yep, Jasmine, come here. I want y'all to stand right up here for just a second. Just right in front of the stage. He only speaks good things. He only speaks good things. And he says goodness and he says mercy will be yours forever. It won't leave you like a shadow. So today, Jasmine, you are going to be goodness. Jack, Jack, you are going to be mercy. Wherever I go, you go. Whatever I do, you do. Because it's going to follow me all the days of my life. So if I go to the left, goodness and mercy is there. 
If I go back to the right, it's still there. If I hop back, if I hop forward, if I duck, it goes with me. Thank you. It doesn't leave you. Even when you're surrounded in the chaos and you're surrounded in the drama, you'll have the peace because you have the goodness and you have the mercy. So I want to pray with you today. Before I do, I want to read one more scripture for you students. This is 1 Timothy 4.12. This is about a young pastor struggling. Okay? It says, don't let anyone. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example. Set an example for the believers in speech. The way you talk, the way you share the Lord, that's all part of your speech and your conduct doing what is right and staying clear of the enemy and in love and in faith keeping the word of God open and in purity don't let anyone look down on you for you are young kids y'all got to see some of the teenagers up here today you're getting to see them serve in all these different places that's because God made them special even though you were young, I don't care if you're 5, 6, 7, 15, or 18, and you think you are 30. God made you special for exactly where you're at right now. Older generation, just because you old, don't make you different. God can use you in any situation. I'm going to pray. And then I want, to, I want you to just keep your, your eyes closed and your head bowed as I do a salvation prayer after that. But Lord God, I just pray today. God, touch these lives today. I know that there are, there are younger generation and the older generation sits here today and they're battling the enemy every single day from the time that they wake up to the time that they lay down their head. But Lord God, I just hope that we have impressed with them with your word today, Lord God, that it resonate in their hearts and then they can leave here knowing that there is a choice of who they listen to today, Lord God. And that is your word that is true and that you will never contradict, contradict your truth, Lord God. And what you say is good and that we are worthy and we are created for special purposes, Lord God. And we just give you thanks, Father. We praise you and we worship you for who you are, Lord God, for this world that you have created and that you have blessed us to walk on to do your work, Lord God, no matter our age, Father. Let no one look down on us, God, for you only lift us up. And I just want you to keep your eyes closed and your head bowed. And if that's you today, I want you to just think for just a second, is this me? Do I need to release this today? Do I need to be careful my ears, what they're hearing? And do I need to tune into God more and just take out that destruction of the enemy, Father? Some of you need to say yes to the Lord today because he wants to give you what is good. He wants to lead you into the purposes of your life. But guess what? He can't do that until you say yes. So if that's you today and today is your day, all eyes closed, 
Let's give some respect here. Heads bowed. If that is you and you want to make that change today, you want God in your life today, you want your journey to start over today, you want to say yes to God, I just want you to raise your hand. Nobody's looking. So many hands, so many hands, young, older. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to repeat after me. And I want everybody to repeat after me this prayer so that no one is alone. Thank you, God. Thank you for giving me life. I invite you into my heart today. Change me. Use me. Forgive me of my sins. Give me eternal life with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, it's that easy. Amen. Wow. So good. I love these babies in here too today. (laughs) What a message. Everybody give it up for Pastor Susan. Man, y'all sound can't walk by the speaker. <laughs> all right, all right. You know, it's awesome to have all, all of our young people, all of our students in the same room. And I'm going to invite uh, Pastor Angela. I'm going to invite uh, Pastor Jason, Stephanie. Would you guys join us on the stage? We're going to do something really cool. Man, I, one of the best things about having young people in the room is young people can get loud. <laughs> Where's all my loud people at? No, y'all are going to have to do better than that. Where's all my loud people at? How about this? Where's the loud people in the top section at? <laughs> all right, what about the bottom section? Y'all got something louder than that right there? I want to say the bottom was the winner because they were closer. Y'all were pretty loud. Y'all jump up on your feet for a second. We're going to say a prayer over all of our students, those who are going back into elementary, middle school, high school, college students. We've got some of you guys online right now that haven't, haven't been able to get here today, but we still want to pray for you. We're, we're in this together. We're doing, we have a lot of things to do for God, a lot of things to do together as the church. Would you just put your hand on your heart and say, we, I'm the church. We're the church. God put us here for a reason, and we, we're going to continue to, to do, reach out our hands and, and uh, touch this community and help people in every way that we can. And today that means we're sending our students to school. We're sending them into uh, their education, out into the world. And so we can't be with them at every moment, but you know what? The presence of God can be with them. That's why it's important that they are listening to God, listening to the Holy Spirit, following God. And so would you just agree with me right now? by faith, and let's just pray over them right now. Lord, we thank you that you are working in the lives of every young person here, every every young person that's, that's participating in this prayer, God, those watching online. We ask that your presence would be with them as they go into the school system, as they go to school every single day and, and get their education so that their future can be brighter and better and bigger, God. We ask that you would protect them and guard them and guide them from all of the dangers that are out in the world, all of the, all of the dangers of our spiritual enemy as well as the physical enemies out there, God. We ask you to protect them from COVID-19 and every other type of infection, every other, every other trap that they might step into. Lord, give them wisdom to navigate friendships and, and enemies that they will encounter. Help them to 
to have bright minds, help, help their minds to be sharper than ever so that they can go out and do your will in a big, big way. Lord, give them favor. Let them make the right relationships that will put them in the right places to be blessed so that they can be a blessing to people around them. Lord, I ask that you would touch every parent here today, the moms and the dads that are struggling, the grandparents, the families that have come together to help raise these young kids. God, I ask that you would give them wisdom. Give them every resource that they need to raise up these children in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before I let you go, I want us to do one thing. We're going to close with worship. So if you're a young person, you don't have to worship like everybody else. You can clap. You can sing. You can dance. You can shout. Listen, you don't have to, just because mom and dad don't want to move around don't mean you, you don't have to move around. So we're going we're gonna to praise the Lord as we, as we leave this place. I see somebody right here with a little flash stick. That's awesome. Y'all can get those going. We're going to praise the Lord on the way out, but I want to encourage you. If, if you're here today, and uh, this is not necessarily for the guests or if you're a visitor today, but all of you who call Relate Home, I want to encourage you to continue to be faithful with tithes and offerings because there's, we can't continue to do the things that we do every single week in touching this community and seeing lives changed without your support, and we're so thankful for it. I'm blown away every week to see all the things that we get to do. In the last seven weeks, we have given out and participated with HEB. We were partnering with HEB to give away more than 20,000 meals for our summer meal program. It's incredible that we get to be a part of those things, but I, pr I promise you, we're going to keep doing more and more and more. This is a season of harvest to see souls being pulled out. We are bombarding hell. We're pulling people out of hell and sending them to heaven. So we're going to keep on doing that in a really, really big way. If you're at home today and, and you're, uh, you can give online, you can give right here in this building, but however you give, whether it's your time or your talent or your, your, your money in the finances, I want to encourage you to keep doing it and God's going to keep blessing us. Let me pray over the giving. Then we're going to praise and worship as we leave this place. Lord, we thank you for blessing us, giving us your favor on our finances. We ask you to multiply every gift that's sown into your kingdom today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord.
Thank you so much for joining us this week at Relate. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you next Sunday.